another episode of SITM Podcast. I am your host, Sir Charles, a.k.a. Capo. I got a good guest with me in the building. I'm actually excited about this one. (laughs) But before we get into her and all her goodness, make sure you visit www.sitmpodcast.com to shop your exclusive merch. Yo, this is our five-year anniversary. I don't know how many times I have to stress this. We've been doing this for five years. Oh my God, it's been that long. It's five years. Five years. So... You know, in order to make sure we have a successful event, we, we, we need you to go to www.sitmpodcast.com, shop that exclusive merch, make sure you buy as much as you can because that is the fuel that's going to drive our events and not only our events, but this machine we call Stuck in the Middle. But more event details to come later. Back to my wonderful, wonderful guest. I got the great. Oh my gosh. Akanji in the building. What up, Akanji? What's up? <laughs> Hi. It's such an honor to be here. What, five years? Five years. That's crazy. Uh, this is, but you're not new to Stuck in the Middle. I am not. That's why I'm like surprised. Like, I, I saw my autograph from what, the last time I was here. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, it's been it's been a couple of years. It's what, been it's, it's been like a minute. Three, four? Yeah. You was, was here in the early in the in the beginning stages, right? Yeah. So, so you, I was here first with Legacy as mm-hmm, a group and mm-hmm. then I came by myself. Um, and then I think I came again with Jason to talk about of one blood. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And now I'm here again as an individual. As an individual, because we're going to talk about only a kanji. I know before you were <gasps> you were repping major, major, major things. So first and foremost, mm-hmm. for the people that don't know you mm-hmm. and are not familiar, who is a kanji? So hi everyone. Um, my name is a kanji. Some people know me as Gabriella. Mm-hmm. Some people know me as Tangwa. So depending on where we met in my life, um, in the U.S. at least, um, you will identify me by a different name, which is fine. I'd be confused sometimes myself. Um, but so I sing. Right now, primarily, I talk. And when I say talk, I mean I have conversations with people. I do interviews. Um, and, yeah, that's essentially it. I do some writing, some poetry, some singing. Like I'm kind of a jack of all trades, if I know, you will. Like a Swiss and, Army knife. <laughs> <laughs> but the the sad part is, I don't I don't know if it's sad, but I'm not focused on just one thing. At least not to the degree that I would like to be. So, but we're about to uncover all of that today. Yeah, I was gonna ask. So, how I know you, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know you on a on a more personal level. Mm-hmm. You know, some doing some work with VMG. Yeah, uh, working with all those different artists. Um, I've been a big fan of you for a while. You got a few songs in the can that I'm not going to talk I about. I do. <laughs> but we'll get into all of that. Uh-huh. I think the first things first is a lot of people know you as just oh, as an overall summary, just as a major content creator. Mm-hmm. right? You, you shared that. Mm-hmm. You've done music. You, you've written poetry. Mm-hmm. You've got your own podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is it about content creating that fascinates you the most? Like, why, what draws you to it? Storytelling. I'm one who has always, always been fascinated by stories. I think, I always say this to people, I say, if I could have one superpower, it would be to know every person's story from an individual, like, you know, on on an individual level and be able to relate to them in that way. Because I feel like when you meet day-to-day people, ever think about when you get on a bus or, like, on a train or anywhere public and you watch people go by, they're carrying with them so much that you will never find out and for me it's it's fascinating to think like what we all have within us to share just in terms of experiences or you know just what life has offered us over the years um so i'm just fascinated by stories and i want to 
talk to as many people as possible so I can learn as much of their stories as possible. That is absolutely amazing. Like mm -hmm. that's the one thing about this world, right? Everyone has their own origin story, mm -hmm. for example, right? Your walk of life is a lot different from my walk of life. Absolutely. And the things that you go through is, you know, fascinating and you can experience that within the music. So yeah. How did you actually get into like what was it first? Was it music? Like what came first? That's a very good question. Um I was probably about six or seven or mm -hmm. eight when I realized that I wanted to sing. I didn't know that I had any talent. I just, for some reason, it spoke to me. Mm -hmm. um, in primary school, I was in the choir. That's, just, that's This is some of the earliest memories I have of music. So in that respect, it could we could say that it was music. Um, but honestly, before I discovered that you know I could sing, mm -hmm. And it's amazing, amazing it's it's, honestly it's fascinating to me that i can actually say that out loud i never used to when people would tell me that i can sing i'd be like what really me who like, you know so for me to say that is a whole milestone but anyway um before i realized that i could sing i always found myself drawn to words i would read a lot i used to read a lot but mm -hmm. my mom used to over the weekends you know how like african moms were cooking a lot yeah I, she used to drag me to the kitchen to to cook and mm -hmm. i would be like buried away in a book somewhere and whenever my dad was around because he used to travel a lot um he would you know i would get away with just hiding in a book somewhere <laughs> and reading for like 10 hours straight mm -hmm. um but i used to read a lot so i always knew that stories and words i was drawn to those things and when i did start you know and you know maybe investing a little bit more in my music um that to me was what anchored me to it is writing so when i sing music for me it's it's less about the melody it's more about the message it's more about what i'm saying and how i'm writing it and it has to be poetic if you listen to any of my music that i'm in that i wrote it's it sounds like a poem if you just read the lyrics as they are it's because a lot of my songs are ac actually out of poems that i wrote now there's not a lot of songs so we can talk about that but um for me it was words and then the music followed what i what i love about this conversation is that it divvies away from the questions I actually wrote because I have so many more questions. <laughs> but we'll, let, let, let's before I get into that question, uh -huh. I, I gotta write it down. Um, so you had a relationship with Legacy House, right? Uh -huh. Or you still have a connecting relationship uh -huh. with Legacy House? So like me, that's coming in. You know, I'm familiar, but I'm not all the way familiar. Mm -hmm. So when did you, I guess, establish that relationship with Legacy, and how did it evolve? And then how did how, you? How did we get here, here? Essentially, yeah. Um. So I was in college. I met Jason, who has been on the show many times before. Mm -hmm. Big, um, big, big writer, guy poet. <laughs> He's a creative, just I mean, uh, extraordinary. Yes, yeah. talented absolutely. individual. Absolutely. Um. And so we took an English class together. Okay. And didn't know uh, you guys went to school together. We did go to <laughs> yeah University of Maryland College Park Turf Turf Life. We here for it. Oh, mm -hmm. you yeah. smart, smart. <laughs> okay. Okay. But um. Yeah, so we went to college together, and then we took a class, and then, you know, that's when he started talking to me about, you know, what he was doing, and he was part one of the founding members of Legacy House Incorporated. Um, he told me what they were doing. I watched a couple of clips um, online. It was, at the time, the main focus was comedy, and so they're doing a lot of short skits, um, but the big vision was, and still is, to, you know, create something you know, that propagates Cameroonian African art as a whole, be it through comedy or music or poetry like Jason was doing. I mean, I remember when um, Have You Ever Seen an African Dance came out. That was that was just phenomenal. We had, in the African community, I can say safely, had not, not seen anything like that yet. 
Um, so that was kind of my introduction. So I started, you know, going to the meetings. And so anyway, without going into too much detail, a lot has happened since then. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of projects of One Blood is one of them. Um, there's just a lot going on that has happened. And then where we are right now is we're almost on a... Um, individual right so we're still a collective but we're each focusing on different parts so while jason is kind of doing a lot of filmmaking a lot of writing um naya is you know doing a lot of music Mm -hmm. and then i'm doing whatever it is i'm doing doing podcasts and stuff but we still you know kind of come together and the biggest thing that we're doing as a collective right now is penthouse live Mm -hmm. um and that's happening you know on a almost quarterly basis so we're trying to make it more regular but that's really the goal and penthouse life essentially is a jam session um intimate jam session it's happening right now at um the penthouse in io spaces in silver spring and so it's really a great opportunity to come and watch african artists just do their thing live music live band um just a really genuinely good time anybody who's been to a penthouse live session knows what i'm talking about exactly. it's a lot yeah. of fun yeah i've actually you know i, I also i'm also one somebody that works with naya mm-hmm. i work with many of the artists that she also works with as well so i've been uh able to attend one of those yes. uh, live sessions and it's, it's very interesting i know leslie over at io spaces is yes. doing an amazing job i was just about to say shout out to io spaces and leslie yeah. like it's incredible what the work that goes into putting a show like that together mm-hmm. and the outcome has just been phenomenal even yeah. the response when you go on the show and we get a chance to talk to the artist at the end of it it's just like phenomenal feedback yeah i i, I absolutely love it um I'm going to divvy away a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about your personal life, right? Okay. So last year, right, yes. you recently, I don't want to say, you got married. I got married in 2020, actually. 2020? Oh, so it's been two years. Well, almost. almost. November is going to be two years. So when did you get engaged initially? August of 2020. August. Of t- and then you had the traditional wedding. Mm-hmm. About So you haven't had the white wedding, but you've had the no. traditional. Okay. So I, I haven't had the white wedding, um, which will come sometime in the future. I know, I know. But I have had a traditional marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been married what two a year and a couple of months now. No, and and I know that that love is strong. You know that's very that's, there. <laughs> that's it has to be. God. I mean, I'm about to spend the rest of my life with this person. I know. I, <laughs> one one of the things that fascinated me, right, was you know Flex also got married as well. Mm-hmm. So I I, be, I believe you got married before he did, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I didn't attend your traditional wedding, mm-hmm. but what I noticed was that Cameroon in Cameroonian culture, the traditional wedding is a little bit different from other cultures mm-hmm. right and it's so fascinating yeah so um one of the things that i noticed in, initially was uh i guess you all wear i don't know how to i don't even know the garb the, the garb i the don't garb. even know where to even start describing togu that. and uh what's the other one called i forgot what the the bamilike one is called um so it's like is is we call it in my dialect in chen so those are specific prints towards mm-hmm. your tribe mm-hmm. okay so i'm bangwa if anybody knows Libyalem division that's where i'm from you're Bama talking 99. to the wrong guy but well so southwest region i i'm okay. sure you know that part at least i do <laughs> wait are you not cameroonian no you never knew i was oh not, my god you are you never, serious i know i hang around a lot of cameroonians wait I, where, I where are you from it. i'm from sierra leone no way i'm a me, i am legit shook right now Salo- all the years that you know me you just see me around a whole bunch of cameroonians you're yeah, like yeah i just he assumed must be cameroonian. I, yeah, I, I, he eats cameroonian is. food he does the no i'm sierra leone Salo- oh, wow Salo- okay cool. well that's good to know <laughs> South- <laughs> that, i was like how does he not know southwest this doesn't make any sense to me anything okay well all i know is arrow achu katsikatsi that's that's as far as 
Cameroonian culture, I guess. Hey, we'll take it. We'll take the appreciation of our food. We do have a lot of good food in Cameroon, that's for sure. Uh, Don't have is the truth. Uh, Achu. What? Okay. Kati kati. Wait, hold up. What food in, in Sierra Leone uh-huh. is, does anybody else know that's not from Sierra Leone? That's not from Sierra Leone? Mm-hmm. Like the only food? No, no, no. Like I'm, what other food? Like give me a, a food from Sierra Leone. Outside of cassava leaf and potato leaves? Those two? Oh. Yes. Who eats cassava leaves? Everybody. What do you make with it? Like a soup? It's cassava. So you take cassava leaf, uh-huh. right? You use, depending on the oil, you can use palm oil, you can uh-huh. use coconut milk. It's just a bunch Ooh. of different various ways to make it. But the my coconut personal, milk and cassava leaf sounds interesting. Yes. Co- I'm a coconut milk cassava leaf kind of guy. Okay. And what do you eat it with? Fufu? <laughs> I'm a rice baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. All these, oh, like, it's honestly. Like I will Bro. even eat arrow with rice. <laughs> you sound like my husband. That's he why eats arrow with rice. Oh See, he finally, eats, a Cameroonian that eats arrow with up, rice. Up. Okay, 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 okay. Maybe that's taking it too far. Okay, he does eat a lot of rice, and if he didn't have fufu, he would eat arrow and rice. He has never since we've been together, but I know it's something that he would do because this man can eat rice and everything. I love rice. He can I, eat rice literally any everything under the sun. <laughs> rice has to be in my diet at least four times out of the week. Yeah, yeah, that's excessive. Is it? Too much. Too much rice. <laughs> too much rice. Wait, wait, wait. We're diving off. We're diving mm-hmm. off. <laughs> we can back, talk about his food. <laughs> back to the wedding. Yeah. Okay, so did you know he was going to propose to you or were you expecting, like, was it anything close to what you expected it to be? Was it Okay, so we've been talking. Mm-hmm. Um, we did date. You were together. Not talking. No, no, no. I, 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 I was going to land. We had been talking about, you know, okay. getting married. Okay. Right? We were starting to, you know, have those discussions. Because when you are in a relationship, it naturally kind of progresses in that direction, especially if you consider that person somebody that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Mm-hmm. So those conversations were happening. I was aware the day he bought the ring. He told me. He was so excited. He couldn't not tell me that he bought it. Bro. <laughs> I didn't see it. I know. But- I didn't. I'm, I'm not going to tell somebody. I'm, hey, no, no. I was just to let you know, hey, boo, what's up? How was your day? Legit. It was cool. You're doing it like what a joke. What did you do? Uh, I, I just went and bought you a ring. Yes. Huh? Like, that's legit how it happened. So, he told you. you he called the... me. And then he picked. So, he had to go do something. He went to shop for the ring with his sister. Okay. Um, and then he came. When he was coming back um, in the car, driving to our to his house, because he was living um, to where he was living at the time, he called me on the phone. And he was like, guess what I just did? I was like, oh, what did you do? And he told me that he legit just came from the, you know, buying a ring with me. Oh, so he knew you was going to say yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, you have these conversations. I'm sure if you talk to Flex, Flex will tell you. Like, Nah, I was there on Flex's wedding. Flex, <laughs> Flex was shaking out of his boots. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not to say he wasn't nervous. No, you could be nervous. That's what I'm saying, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a legit, not a legit, but like... In that small corner in your mind, oh, yeah, you think, as a man, you like as, as a man and as a woman, you're thinking. I mean, it's the rest of your life. It's not like you can just get up tomorrow and be like, eh, "I'm done with the situation." You can't. People, you're, people it's, do that it's every done. day. You're, this is it. You see, you said it. <laughs> this is what's going on. Ha- going to happen. So there is, you know, a certain level of um, apprehension that you could have, mm. but it, it's all about like the balance, right? If your apprehension outweighs your excitement for the future. It should be there because it's natural, but it shouldn't overweigh. It shouldn't outweigh any of the other emotions like, you know, just your excitement for the future, your security in the relationship, your certainty of the love that you share with this person. All of those things should be front and center. If you're feeling apprehensive more than you're feeling these other things, then maybe you need to, you know, put some question marks. 
No, I, I, I understand that, right? And that's what I try to tell a lot of guys, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're in a relationship, you can think that everything is going well, mm-hmm. right? You can think that, you know, it's all of that. And sometimes those questions may not come until you're actually in the process of doing that. Yeah. So I implore a lot of gentlemen to, to just think about it first before you go by the ring. But Absolutely. I know, knowing him, knowing you, knowing oh, your relationship, right. I already, it was no we question. Were, yeah. I mean, I was, I was very certain. I was very certain. But again, like I said, you know, that you do think about like, oh my God, this is the rest of my life. It's not about, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? It's more about like, do we do we have enough love, right, mm-hmm. to withstand all of the things? Because life is life. The the roses will bloom for as long as they bloom, but at some point, you know, things will seem like they're wilting. Okay. Even if they're not, you will, you will feel like that's what's happening, and you have to be equipped to deal with those types of you know um, experiences. So, but yeah, I, happiest day of my life. <laughs> Absolutely, I was like floored. I burst. The proposal out. or the wedding? Yo, both of them. But okay. the proposal was the first kind of big moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked in the room. You know how you said a place, you know, and there's supposed to be like a backdrop. I didn't make it to the to the backdrop. I literally got caught at the door and I just started crying. <laughs> I was bawling. <laughs> um, like a ba- the, the ugly cry too. <laughs> like it was, yeah, it was. It was Damn, I hope something. to make somebody special. Like, you know, somebody it was, yeah. that way. The funny thing is, I knew he was going to propose. Not that day. I was very shocked that day. But I knew it was going to happen because like I said, he told me he bought the ring. But it was just, you know, like something about the the finality of it. Just uh, it you know, really you know what I want. I need to ask a guy this. Like, how do you buy? Do you know the ring size? Like, when you buy it, like, do you just oh, guess talked, the ring size? Like I said, we talked about it. I don't know. Maybe me and my husband just communicate a lot. <laughs> we talked about it. I legit. Fle- <laughs> Flex, did you know? The, did you know the ring size? Yeah, you gotta ask me. Damn, <laughs> I'm slacking. You have to. I legit spent. I used to work at um, Charm TV in Baltimore City. Mm -hmm. And one day I was in my office and I legit went on Google and I said, how to figure out your ring size. And there's actual on Google, if you Google it, you can actually, they tell you how to do. You take a a ruler, Mm -hmm. you measure, like you count, you know how the ruler has the marks. Mm -hmm. So you take a piece of paper and you mark the the markings and you write the number, the millimeters or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you cut off that paper and you, you put it around your finger and then Whatever the centimeters is that you get is what corresponds to. They yeah. have like a chart where you can tell. Hey, this is too much science for me. I'm, I'm telling. Look, I was very confused. It was too much maths. <laughs> quick maths. The maths was not too quick. <laughs> so I guess my the so you didn't plan or did you plan the traditional wedding yourself? Or oh yeah. You that was all you and family of course. Yeah. Okay. You know what I always wondered the the last thing right because in Sierra Leone I know we have traditional weddings right mm-hmm. but I I've Honestly speaking, mm-hmm. I'm not married. Haven't really been to those ceremonies. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really familiar. But you know what I wonder, right? Mm-hmm. So you know how you all bring out like uh, the different women. You know, oh, yeah, I think that happens everywhere. Yeah. yeah. What if he picks the wrong one? <laughs> like what? Like that's what? a very good question. <laughs> like, um, what happens? So I haven't been in a in a wedding ceremony where that happened. My guess is you just because the whole thing, the whole purpose of doing that is part of the dowry process Mm -hmm. right so they're covering up these different girls so you can choose because they want to bring you the wrong girl so you can say no and then they'll say well since you said no to this one we need transport to go back Mm. so in the event that you do pick someone who is not your intended you just got to pay a lot more money (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) 
for them to take her back. Because because now because when you unveil, it's not gonna be like oh wait, that's not the that's not who I was hoping for, right? I'm scared. And so they're like, we can't take her back. If you want us to take her back, you gotta. That's my that's my thought on it. Whoever is sure. responsible for my process, looked in look me in my eyes. You better bring me the right one. So, Charles, let me tell you the truth. These things are all talked about, okay? okay. You cannot go... I told my husband what my nail polish on my toes was going to be. Oh, so he like, was looking at feet and nails things. the whole time. Aspects. Flex will tell you, like, there's got to be a signal. There's got Because you could make a mistake, especially if they're doing a good job of covering the girls up. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they kind of just, you know, they're not really covering her up. You can see, like, parts of... And then you can tell. Right. But in my case, oh, they covered me all the way up. I saw... I was watching the videos and I was like, boy. All the way. <laughs> if you make the wrong move. You know what I did? He couldn't even see my toes. And I told him that my nail polish... Like, I showed him the shoe I was going to wear. He couldn't even see... So I just was doing this. I was laughing hysterically under the blanket. So he just figured it was me. Oh, <laughs> my God. Good choice. <laughs> I was laughing hysterically because it was funny to me. But, yeah. Okay. Um, so, let's see. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me get here. So, what are, what are some... Uh, so, let's, let's actually switch topics a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you have your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how... Let's see. When did you, when did you start Akanji TV? Uh, 2000, April 1st, actually, mm-hmm. 2019, mm-hmm. um, I don't have a podcast. I'm hosting a podcast for someone else right now. So long story. I'm, I'm in college. I'm doing my master's degree and I meet some guy. I know well, we got a master's in 2020. It's been a second. <laughs> oh my God. The time is just, phew. I'm Anywho's, um, so I met this guy called Nosa, shout out to Nosa, and we both started the Culture Class podcast. Okay. But, you know, life happened, things change, and so I stopped doing the podcast, but he kind of held the fort down. So that's been his baby for the last, what, four years? It's going to be four years now. And so recently he came into some business and he's doing, you know, he's trying to put, divert his energy to that. And so I was like, hey, I can host the podcast for, in the, for the interim while you go figure out things. So I've just been like a guest host for the last couple of episodes, but not like that's not my podcast. The, that's the culture class, mm-hmm. right? But Akanji TV is a little bit different. Akanji TV is my media. So it's actually Akanji Media. TV okay. is just one piece of it. Um, but TV was the first baby, I guess, if if you could call it that, um, of Akanji Media, which is um, on YouTube right now. Akanji Media, the, the purpose is to be a production company for mm. content creation of every kind. So you've got TV, um, podcasting is going to be part of it, radio, any type of audio content. Um, and then also to be a production house for people. So I'm actually working now to, um, build, to like purchase equipment so that we can film, you know, people's businesses, do like little commercials or just be an avenue for small businesses to, um, create some content for their brand. So that's the goal. Um, and then personally, I want to, in my life, this is what I dream about. I want to be a talk show host. You, you, Everything about you says talk show. <laughs> I want to be a talk show host. That's what that I love to talk to people. I love to ask questions. Um, so hopefully one day that's going to come to fruition, and, and that's all going to be under Kanji Media. Um, we are still working. We're still building. It's slow. I won't lie. Um, the motivation we have to find most of the time, but that's what happens when you have a big dream that you know almost seems bigger than yourself. You have to. You just have to keep pushing, and there's. A lot that I can learn from those who are able to stay consistent and, you know, keep keep moving even when things don't feel like they're going the way that you hope that they would. How do you how do you continue to stay motivated, especially within this type of industry? Sometimes like 
you know, to be a content creator, you mm-hmm. can, like for me personally, I'll speak about myself. Sometimes I just don't have it, you know, so, like sometimes I might have dry spells where, you know, I don't know where so I you're want. You're talking <laughs> to the queen of dry spells. Bro, look, let me be honest with you. You're asking me how I stay motivated. Frankly, I don't know. I don't even know that I am motivated if I'm being completely frank with you. And the truth of the matter is there's a lot of self-doubt that goes into chasing your dreams. There's a lot of, of, can I even do it? There's a lot of fear. And recently I realized like everybody has fear, even the most talented people. I'm sure Beyonce like shivers before she gets on stage and she's accomplished all of these things, right? Um, And what I realized recently was it's not the fear that we should worry about, it's the inaction that we should worry about is is the not doing because if you're waiting for the fear to go away it's not going to go away it's going to be there at every step but you have to train yourself to act in spite of it mm-hmm. um so that's not to say like i'm the most motivated person because i'm just coming out if you look at my youtube channel akanji tv is where you know primarily um housed right now on youtube mm-hmm. the last time i put up a video was like two months ago and before that was six months ago because I, I'm, I'm in that dry spell thing too. Like yeah. it takes a while to, to muster up the courage. But the thing that I'm trying to remember and I'm teaching myself to remember is it's not about what you're doing. It's the fact that you're doing it. Right. So don't wait for everything to be perfect. Because that was my thing. Like I started a Conjure TV and anybody who has been a fan of the, the channel for a long time knows that primarily I was legitimately going up to people and interviewing them about random life things. And that was the content. But then I got into that space and I expected that by magic wand, everything was going to be like so perfect. And yeah. I was going to be like the next, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Brandon Stanton in like a year. <laughs> it didn't happen. Right. You know? So it's, I have to find that again within myself. And I've deviated of, you know, it, when you're trying to figure out who you are and, and what your purpose is, it can be very easy to get drawn to other things that are not you, which is why, um, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this when we start talking about music. I have a talent. Uh, your music talent oh yeah i, I do <laughs> i'm very aware of it and anybody who hears me saying says the same thing mm-hmm. but i realized that as much as that is supposed to be part of my purpose for some reason i'm not drawn to it right now which is why you know i keep hitting these walls when i try to do it i don't know what that reason is and i'm sure god will reveal it to me at some point when he when he's ready to, for me to do that mm-hmm. but right now what i'm specifically drawn to is storytelling in in you know talking to people interviewing people so that's where my focus is right now um that's not to say i'm never gonna be a musician or sing the way that you know people expect me to because it's crazy every time i sing, people are like why why don't you have like 10 albums i'm like auntie i'm asking myself the same question right you know but it's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and and you do mo- you do so much it, there's it's a lot there's a lot yeah no I, I understand like so just to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying like even for me myself right mm-hmm. i have my dry spells like what what helps me get into these creative content is just being around people mm-hmm. like coming up with subject matter like that's one of the hardest oh my God. hardest things to do especially when it comes to podcasting because you don't want to repeat subject matter um when it comes to music right specifically for you mm-hmm. i've heard your music i've mm-hmm. heard you sing a lot of unreleased music i've heard your released music but i know the unreleased music yeah. and i'm a fan of the unreleased music right that you have but the subject matter mm-hmm. i feel like it differs from your actual life you sing about what i would consider heartbreak or i do i don't want to say that that's why i'm like i'm trying to figure it out okay i don't want to say heartbreak but you see it's a lot of the subject matter is related to relationships it's not necessarily heartbreak mm-hmm. but it's it's around that 
But when I look at you and your relationships, I'm like, this person saying about this is not the same person that just walked into this room with her boyfriend. True. Or her, or her husband. Okay. So, so mm-hmm, go ahead. I hear you. <clears throat> I receive what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're... I'm trying to think back on all the songs that I do have, all the songs that I do have out in the world right now. So we know, I, I, I don't Forever want to call it out. is one. Forever is a love song, mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. Um, one it all that I did with um with Naya. Mm-hmm. I keep, so I have a personal relationship with Naya. Mm-hmm. So I keep called, wanted to call her by her her, her, her friend name. Mm-hmm. Um, but so one it all is more about like just chasing your dreams and and wanting and like, like working hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really it. Is that one? At one point, no. Oh, I, there's the le- the lesson one that I did with, yeah, and then with there's the, the song with with Flex. You have a song with yes, yes you I do have it. a song with Flex. You do have a song with Flex. It's a love song. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think. Well, okay, but anyway, the, the ones with my camp, the ones with my camp are a little different. I know okay. lesson lesson. I love lesson. You yeah, know? lesson is like a lesson you know, is good, a staple. Yeah, good um, song. The other, I, I don't want to talk about the unreleased music, but well, those songs are my favorite. Okay, <laughs> so. Just for some context for the listeners, the unreleased music is um uh what's what's the name of that song? You have one with K. Yes. Um, oh, that. That's good a, that's song. Yeah, Don't that needs to come easy. out. I'm telling you right now, I will leak that song <laughs> if you don't release that song. That song. I think that song out. is pretty fabulous, honestly. Um, and we're gonna work on it. But anyway, to say to kind of follow up what your question was, mm. I think that as an artist, we feel multiple things. Heartbreak is not always tied to being in a relationship. Your heart can be broken because your dreams are literally staring you in, your, in the face and you don't know how to get there. Mm-hmm. Heartbreak can be, you know, your family is going through things or people that you love and care about. All the world is broken, right? So I, I think that, you know, in our lives, especially as artists, what inspires us, what influences us um, is life. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like what I'm walking through or what others would assume is what I should be walking through. Mm-hmm. It can be, I could be going through it, just not in the way that you see it, right? And it's okay to tap into those emotions because everybody gets them. Um, and I think also a true staple of a great artist is being able to tell other people's stories too um, in a way that makes them see themselves in in how you're telling it right um it doesn't have to be like i said it doesn't have to be your truth but if you're able to tap into the truth of the world which is a common truth mm-hmm. i mean i don't know that we're so far removed from each other that you know i could sing a song and you wouldn't feel it i don't have to be going through a heartbreak to sing about heartbreak and for you to feel the emotions of exactly. that exactly that's what i was going to say because sometimes we're around individuals who mm-hmm. even though you might not be experiencing those things there's other individuals in the world or in your environment that mm-hmm. are experiencing those things so you write is that um what if so, so how often do you write is, is it something that you constantly do do you like plan to write once a week once a month once a i don't have a plan per se mm-hmm. uh which maybe maybe that's you know a problem i don't know but i don't have a plan i think i go too often inspired or motivated or moved by how i'm feeling in the moment mm-hmm. i wrote a song um and i made like a little recording of it and i put it on instagram called dreaming that song i wrote and recorded in my husband's studio at home mm-hmm and put on Instagram. I put it on Instagram days later, but I re- recorded it, the sound, then I did the video. I wrote the song in a morning between like 7 and like 11 a.m. in the morning. 
and it put I it like put all that together because that day I was feeling like it. There's also another song that I'm really really proud of. I I haven't even like put the music for this together as in like the beat or anything, but I'm really proud of that song. And it's called. Ugh, I'm blanking on my own music. Now. <laughs> See, this is why you need oh to release god. an album. Oh my god! You know, you know um, what we're gonna do? I'm gonna talk to all your producers that you work with. <laughs> I don't. I, the producers I know that you work with, and I'm gonna be like every Akanji song. This is gonna make a compilation. You have until this date before I leak this music. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. This is being. This is. He's now a threatening me. Hey. With my hey, own content. Hey. Bi- hey. hey. Hey, me. That's a big word. <laughs> You're just sending threats, my Flex, lady. call my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> we will not get lawyer. Uh, my husband is my lawyer. I'll call my own lawyer too. What do you mean? Um, <laughs> but um, the song goes, um, Trapped in the seas and dust. Ooh, oh, when joy was nowhere far to know. To be young again If I could see you I would gently tell you I would always love you Hey, acapella Lean into light and I would always fight and Climb out of the hurt for you Just so you know Just so you know That's the name of the song, it's Just So You Know And when I wrote that song, I got up in the morning one day and I was listening to May Her Soul Rest in Perfect Peace. Um, Nightbird, the girl from America's Got Talent. Not hip. <laughs> you don't know? Okay. You should check out Nightbird. She passed away a couple of months ago. But I was listening to her song. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. If you're lost. So, and I was thinking to myself, hmm, there's a story there, but that's not my story. Mm-hmm. What is my story? And I started to think about me being a young girl and the things that I would tell myself. Um, now, now that I know what I know, what I would tell myself as a little girl. And that's what the hook is, is um, just remind yourself that you should keep fighting. If you just hold on and know that you're okay, I will fight for you. Because I feel like I've done that over the years, but I didn't know that as a child, you know. So it was almost just a reminder of youth. And uh, the lyrics of the song, I think, are really powerful. Okay. And when that comes out, it's going to be cool. But until then... You got this Akanji, <laughs> We have to release music this year. <laughs> we have to release music this year. Let me well, ask you a question. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, darn, I, I lost it as soon as I remember. It's okay. It. I, uh, look, I interview people. I know exactly. It's not easy. Like the funny thing is, like when people watch this content, I don't know if they just they feel like, oh, this just comes so naturally. And it's not. You gotta listen actively and pay attention to what you had to say at the same time. It's like your brain is doing five things at the same time. Bro. It's crazy. I was gonna ask. Um, so, what is? I guess what's your favorite part of the music making process? Is it? Mm, is it you know question. the beat production? Is it actually coming up with the lyrics? Is it just the singing? The like, second one, the coming lyrics. up with the lyrics. Yes. Okay. I listen to music that I relate to. That's why, for me, people people are surprised by this. Maybe I don't know, but a lot of pop music. I'm not like a, I'm not on like I'm not hip to all the the new music. Because I feel like the new music is saying the same thing over and over. Do you listen to secular music? Because I know how I religious do. you are. No, okay. I do listen to secular music. Okay. But I'm just not... Like, don't ask me the newest Davido song. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He released a song for World Cup. <laughs> See? <laughs> I didn't even know that. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Okay. So, like, I said, like I said, I don't know. And not because there's anything shady with the music, right? I like to listen to music that I can, like, I listen to the words and the song. That's the kind of music. Like, people like Asa or Aisha, I don't know how to say her name. Um, Brimo. Okay. I listen to people like that only because I feel like you say something that stays with me. Not not to say again that Davido, I love Joe Boy. I don't know his newer song, but I love Joe Boy because mm. I feel like the way he tells a story with his music, even if it's pop music, like there's something there. So I try to listen to people that I feel like are saying something that is, you know, has some depth mm. and not just like, you know, the surface stuff. But again, no shade to surface stuff. We need surface stuff in our life, you know? I feel you. Um, what about like for you as an individual, do you, I guess, what, am, what do I want to ask? There's so much about Akanji. Yeah. Let me think. Let me think. Let There's me so much about me. I wish there was more about me. What are some goals you have for 2022? Mm, that's a good question. Um, okay, so I was into vision boarding like 2017. Um, and then 2018, I was like, oh, that's cool. I did it again. And then 2019, I did it again. And then 2020, I was like, screw this. I'm t- <laughs> vision where? <laughs> um, and honestly... Between then and now, we're in 2022. I don't know. Like, I'm not big on... And this is not because there's something wrong with doing it. I'm not big on, like, having such, like, clear goals. Maybe that's because I don't even know what those (laughs) goals are. But for 2022 specifically, um, for me, I just want to get my talk show off the ground. Like, I've been actively right now purchasing equipment i bought lights that came through yesterday i was testing all of them i bought camera equipment i am ready to stop like wasting time and actually get people in my studio apartment (laughs) to talk to them on a talk like think oprah that's me (laughs) i know you're Oprah. (laughs) that's what i want and i've been waiting for the perfect set of circumstances the perfect location the perfect set the perfect this it's not gonna happen yeah so I'm like, okay, might as well just start buying all this equipment. I don't care if the cameras don't match. One day the cameras will match because there'll be a budget to buy actual cameras for every, you know, uh, um, set. So every person on the set is going to have their own camera. But before, until that time, we just had to do something. We have to do something. And I'm just, I got to a point where I was legit going to bed every night. Like, what you doing, girl? What, like, you know. <laughs> no, that's one thing AK had to share with me. Like, um, when I first came to Stuck in the Middle, I was so... I'm such a perfectionist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love for things to be a certain way. And I'm the type of person where I have to think it through. If it does not follow how I expect it to go through, I, I panic. Mm-hmm. And AK just had to sit me down one day and said, bro, it's not going to be perfect all the time. You can't expect. It's perf- not going to be perfect it's, most it's not, of the time. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to get your way. You just got to be accustomed to it and get used to it. And I, I've been bitten by that thought. And, and honestly... My personality, that's not even to say that I'm such a perfectionist per se. I'm really not. Like, of my husband and myself, I'm the more disorganized one. And I have no shame in admitting <laughs> in admitting it. I'm right? <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's the truth. Like, I'm not, like, one of those people that is so... I move by how I'm inspired to move. Mm-hmm. And if I'm inspired to move in the moment, the things that I can create are incredible. It's, it's free thinking. Exactly, but at the same time, though, if you're gonna be an artist, a true artist is not waiting to be motivated because artists are not always motivated. You're not always like in the zone. It's the times when you're not in the zone that count. 
That's what qualifies you as a true artist. Yeah, yeah. Not when you're inspired to do all those things. The inspired stuff, yes, is really great. But when you're not inspired and you create something that lives outside of yourself, oh, that it's it's magical. I can't tell you how many times <coughs> I have put up like lights and set my camera up and I stood in front of it and I had nothing to say. <laughs> nah, you just got to start talking. And exactly. something will, will come out of that. Exactly. You, you mentioned... Um, having to create vision boards back in 2019 mm -hmm. you're also a scrum master i am a scrum master shout out to you i'm a scrum master <laughs> oh really yes. nice so does does you being a scrum master help influence um outlining a vision board i know you don't do it as much but does that process help no you lay out not at all and I, I have never thought about vision boarding in relation to scrum master honestly one of the biggest things that is serving me as a scrum master is my ability to talk. Really? Yes. Because that's all I do is talk to people. I know how to massage relationships. I know how to tell when people, you know, feel cornered. Mm -hmm. I can tell because I've interviewed so many people right. and I know how, like, part of the job of doing this that you're doing right yeah, now is reading, reading energy. Mm -hmm. And I know how to do that. And I'm very bubbly, and people tell me that I, you know, I have a lot of energy. And so, when you work as a scrum master or in IT, you know that it can be dry, it can feel dry. And so I bring the spark, sort of. So it's my ability to talk, uh, vision boarding, you know, being organized. I'm actually having to learn those things <laughs> because, and it's helping me in my personal life. Actually, it's the reverse. Like being yeah. a scrum master is helping me try to plan a little bit more because you have to be on top of your stuff, or you lose your job. Right. No, that's that, that's a big fact. You know, that's one thing for me as well. Um, it's just seeing how that lifestyle correlates with your your personal life and mm -hmm. how, what aspects you can you can take from that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so we don't do. So we have our talk show that we're working on. Mm -hmm. We're planning to release music mm -hmm. by force. Oh my god! Okay, okay. <laughs> by force. Because Sir Charles said it, I'll do it. Okay. Are we planning the white wedding this year? No. No. No, not this year. We've got other things going on. Um, but yeah, when the festivities are in progress, or oh, you will know. Uh, I uh, need to my know real life is gonna be my when I say real I mean like the Instagram reels. We gonna know. No, we gonna know when we go for the cake tasting. Like, I kidding. didn't I didn't get the tradition. I didn't go to the traditional, but I want to be present at that white wedding. Duly noted. I want to spray money. Okay. Okay. Duly noted. I, as a scrum master. Scrum master coins is, is real coins. Uh, it's real coins, but no, not when you're a cybersecurity analyst for my producers in the building. That's the real money. That's the real money. Nice. No. <laughs> nice. Oh my god. I know who to call. I'm just letting you know those people. A lot of people are on IT now. Just but that's wing. the thing. I think it's also beautiful to see people come out of what they're used to. Mm -hmm. Ten years ago, when I came to the United States, everybody was in the healthcare field. If you weren't in the healthcare field, there was something it wrong was with you. Mm -hmm. um, now it's kind of pivoted to IT, and that's where everybody is. And one could argue that you know there's almost a sense of herd mentality, right, that we suffer from. I don't know. I don't know if it's a suffering, but that you know we're, we're prone to kind of wanting to flock to the same things. But I feel like in our generation specifically, we're learning how to do multiple things and be successful at them. No, it's it's important for us to be that way. Yeah. No, because um, the reason the reason why I say that is because it it, it allows us the flexibility to pursue our mm -hmm. our actual dreams. You want to know um, something funny? What's that? It took me two years. To what? To decide that I was gonna do this scrum, scrum master thing. take it seriously. Two years. Two years. It took me 
my entire process was a full year from when I found out about it to when I became a scrum master. Like, it was one full year. And it's not because, like, I wasn't... <clears throat> all of it was just me trying to tell myself, like, this is something that I wanted. Because yeah. I couldn't just imagine tearing myself away. I was working in TV. I was... Literally interviewing, maybe not interviewing, but I was videotaping the mayor of Baltimore City on a weekly basis. We mm-hmm. were out at event, press events. I was in the rooms with like some lawmakers of Baltimore City. I was doing some really cool stuff. I wasn't getting paid for it. <laughs> the coins was not matching up. But it was fun. It was fulfilling. I, was, I had a whole talk show. Do you feel more fulfilled <clears throat> now being in the position that you're in? No. And the what? truth of the matter is, the reason why I made the decision to switch was because I was like, okay, you're doing this stuff, but you're doing it under the umbrella of somebody somebody else. And and you're not getting paid. Frankly, financial stability is a big thing. Of course. You know? And so I was like, okay, if you're going to make this, it's going to give you financial stability, but you have to make up for leaving what you love by doing the thing that you actually want to do. So I don't feel fulfilled in the sense that I'm still building these things. And that's why I want to get the talk show off the ground this year because I can't have left, you know, five minutes with Gabby on Charm TV that I was a host of, that I got to talk to. This is this is a full production with, like, actual cameramen and sound and, like, all mm-hmm. the things, right? That's what I want to do with my life. But I can't leave that behind and then come and do this and not not divert any energy at all into that. And so until that starts to yield... um. I don't feel like I'm going to feel fulfilled, but I am fulfilled in the sense that the reasons that I chose to switch, I am actually working towards that. So, you know, yes and no, are but you, mostly yes. Are you still writing poetry? I know you have your um, I get poetry moments. book. I get like okay. little spurts, is that what they call them? Like mm-hmm. little moments where, you know, I feel inspired. I don't write poetry as much as I would like to, but I'm not worried about that because that's not really like my primary um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My primary motivation means means of okay. expressing my art. Um, okay. My primary means of expressing expressing my art is through music and through talk. Okay. This is what I want. This is genuinely what I want to do with my life: is talk to people. I get it. You know. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll we'll all get there one day. I've been seeing you quietly do your thing. Uh, for for some time and of course i wanted to highlight you here on stuck oh, in the I middle appreciate it. yeah I really because do. you want to know the truth what's up when I, I knew about this a month ago it's been a second right since mm-hmm. i've known that we were going to tape this and i kept thinking to myself what am i going to say because if you <laughs> honestly if you look for concrete because a lot of times you know we measure people by the breadth of work that they have right and so it's like if you look for actual work that i've done at least in my view, it doesn't seem like a lot. There's not enough out there. Like you could Google Akanji and you find maybe two songs. And then, you know, I have a website. And like all these things. But there's not I don't know that there's anything that has kind of really kind of broken the mold, if you will. And so when I was like I was like, I'm coming here, what am I gonna talk about? I just said a lot of things. I'm actually proud of myself for how much I spoke. Yeah, I um, hope you do all the talking. I, I do the research, you know. Sometimes people are surprised by the the number of uh things that we find about them but that's Mm. the beautiful thing i know you personally i'm still trying to find the deeper things but we don't need to the depth the depth yeah honestly what you see is what you get i don't get any deeper than what i say yeah no i I know that you're authentic to the core to the core there's not much else you will find out if i didn't want to talk about let's say like my marriage and my husband i would have just been like (laughs) no girl you better flaunt that ring 
There's people that's oh, out I'm... here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't want to see my fingernails, bling. so let me hide it. Yeah. That bling that I just saw. My guy. Please. My guy. He did well. He did well. He did very well. He, he landed well. you. That's well enough. That's, I'm proud that's of him. It. I'm just waiting for the 10th anniversary to, you know, add some more wellness to the well. Jesus, you guys are <laughs> It's like, men can't catch a break. How about no, this? I feel you know pressured. What? He asked me, a couple of weeks after we got engaged, he asked me, he's like, but why is it that guys have to buy engagement rings for women? But there's nothing that a guy gets when he gets engaged. He gets a wife. No, when he when he gets engaged. Like, you know how I'm walking around with my bling bling like, hey, I'm engaged now. But there's nothing for the guy to show off. Because I feel like I feel like there are guys who would want to show off something, no? Nah. Why? You are the you are what we are showing off. <laughs> Not yeah, you, nah. but I bought him a watch after we got engaged. Oh, he, he wears it every day. Did you get it? In, you have to get it inscribed. No, I didn't get it inscribed. It's just a watch. I so just it's just watch. a regular watch. So you can lose that watch and it can mean nothing. No, it's not going to not mean anything. So but... that's why you get it inscribed. No. A kanji and... No. It, it was just an engagement. I just bought him a present because I was so happy with him. I was like, oh, baby. So that means that he's going to get something better than a watch for the wedding. He got me. Yo... <laughs> What more <laughs> do you have any um I, i'm gonna make this my last question one of my mm-hmm. last questions just to make it fun do you have like any honeymoon destinations you want to go to oh my god yes greece morocco santorini shout out to the- no santorini i want to actually go to athens oh. santorini is on the bucket list of course but oh. athens i want to go to um Mor- morocco Cas- casablanca that's in Morocco. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dumb moment. Um, so Morocco is on the list. Uh, uh, Kenya is on the list. Ooh, I like that. Um, what's the other one? I'm just blanking right now. Is it like you? You want to go Sunny somewhere Europe. where it's a? Uh, you you really want to? It look. It sounds like you want to have an experience for your honeymoon, like sightseeing and. I'm the worst person to vacation with. If you're the kind of person who likes to vacation and like sleep, I'm don't vacation with me. We gotta do things. So I want to go and do things. Mm -hmm. Dubai is also good only because I well I can't write. Does he have the energy for that? Like, cause he looks he's so laid back. He's very. We're very opposite. Very very opposite. But yes, he does make the energy because I'm like baby. This vacation is not for you alone. (laughs) <laughs> so me and you but yeah he's really sweet um and you know for my birthday this year mm-hmm. we literally did a day out in baltimore we did a couple of things because he knew that that's the kinds of things that i like to do so he literally like just took me on a day out when we went to the aquarium we did a bunch of stuff together i was exhausted i took all i because my birthday was on a monday i took the day off on that monday mm. and when you take a day off you should be rested when you're coming back to work i was no, tired was on tired. tuesday i was like exhausted but yeah that's that's how i vacation so i want to go to um greece kenya um i said another one morocco south africa oh my god one of my dreams is to sing in a south african choir i don't know how that's gonna happen it will happen but it's, it's gotta happen it's, it's on gonna, my bucket we're gonna, list we're gonna make it happen <laughs> Kanji, mm-hmm. our music. Okay. I'm gonna leak it. Don't leak the music, man. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't. Um, want to but, okay, so you know what? You know what? Now that you're saying that, I do have to honestly, and we've talked about this a couple of times, but I do have to 
put together a plan to like release that song. Good it's called life. The Good Life. Yes, that song needs to be. I feel this like it matches message. what's going on present day. You know what? You're not wrong. And and it was at the height of. I want to totally. say you COVID. It was at the height that you that you all made that song. I remember mm-hmm. what I was going through personally. And what I, were you going through at that time? Not making enough money. <laughs> Still <laughs> trying my to, life. Trying to chase a dream that you can't fund from your nine to five. Mm-hmm. That's it, tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. That's but, definitely tough. So that's the that's the beautiful thing. Now we have our talk show. Um, do you have any? I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have like a timeline? For when, when the talk show is going to come mm-hmm. out. Um, right now, we, we just built the set. Built. I bought equipment, and now I have actual lights. It's a set. It's a set. It's, it's a, a set. start-out set. Mm-hmm. My apartment is really chic. Um, my husband and I, we had a lot of fun. Because it, it was our first apartment ever. Together? Um, no, ever. Yeah, I lived okay. with my parents until I got married. And so does my Child, husband. Traditional, traditional. Yeah. They don't make it, it was like our fr- no So more. we had fun with it. We had a lot of fun. Um, my apartment looks like, you know, it's it's really cute. And so I have a lot of opportunity to leverage that, like how I furnished it mm-hmm. um, and make like a cute set. And of course, we're always adding things. But so we have that. Um, now it's just a matter of starting to get the guests together. And I bought like, you know, a GoPro, the, the niece or the nephew of a GoPro. So mm-hmm. it's not really a GoPro, but it, it works like one. Um, I have some cameras and got a sound system. So we're we're, we're getting there. Should be by the end of the year. Okay. I don't know what date specifically because we haven't planned out that far. But we should start seeing some, you know. Hopefully we can yeah. collab because, you know, I'm, I'm actually That's trying to collab a lot more this year. That's good. Reach out to other uh, creators out there. Yeah, and the goal is really to make this. This is not like a sit down the whole time and talk. Like, I want to make this interactive. Like, you know, the dream is to have an actual student, like an uh, audience, mm-hmm. right? And have responses. That's a big goal. But for right now, we're going to start with individuals who are doing anything that is of note. Um, and we will have them do their thing. While we talk to them. I know that uh, I'm not going to release some things. I know we have some things behind the scenes that are coming up. I don't want to put no hard dates out there just yet. You mean for Stuck in the Middle? Mm Mm-mm. For me? For us musically. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So there's Good Life. I mean, you can talk about it. I don't Mm -hmm. have a problem talking about it. But there is uh, the Good Life song is definitely coming out. The one that I sang earlier today, the Just So You Know, um, that song I think is so powerful and the melody is so nice. It, it legit makes me think of um, Bob Marley's song, Old Pirates, Yes, They're All By. What's that song called? Uh, Won't You Help to Sing? Redemption Song. Oh, there the you old go. Redemption Song. Yeah. It gives me like Redemption Song vibes. That's at least when I think about it, that's how I want it to feel when it's produced. Um, but I think the message is really good. So that is also in the works, um, or at least will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a couple of you know individual mm-hmm. things I do I can tell you this I do sing backup for people actually this is a side income stream <laughs> so like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not even ashamed to say it. I have mm-hmm. sang backup for some of the most incredible and some of the most incredible singers mm-hmm. so if you if you want somebody to you know do your little hook for you call me up well for sure I, I just want to make sure that you're going to be at Stuck in the Middle's event I, I'm telling when, you now. Let it? me actually tell you now. The what date. is it? So we haven't released all the details. Okay. But it's the first Saturday in June, June fourth. Okay. More info to come. Okay. Just know that you are a guest. Of course, you've been. As long as the, it's not Juneteenth weekend. Oh no! June, 
it's the first Saturday in June. Okay. So we got to make sure that you're present and available. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be real laid back. Nice. A lot of details to come. I'm so proud of you guys. No, thank you. We would. This wouldn't be possible if you weren't a guest and a supporter. Not only a guest, but a supporter of the show. No, this show, honestly, I think we have a lot of... I don't like to say a lot of... We have many... Um, content creators doing podcasts and things of this nature i feel like in risk like if we if we compare maybe not compare there's levels like, to this that's that's the best way to y'all say it. exactly there's levels. y'all are one of the first people to actually do this and like people were like oh that's possible mm-hmm. like that's actually something that people can do and be successful at so kudos no, to thank you. you thank you but yo i have the great akanji oh my god akanji the, the great akanji the great <laughs> I gotta start thinking awesome. of myself as great more. You are so great. I appreciate You're that. awesome. You're fantastic. You're a beautiful mm-hmm. soul. You're talented. Yeah. Multi multi talented. Not only just in it's one. Not that area. Our fault. It's when not, God was blessing us, He just gave us extra blessing. No, it's not like me. Me, I'm only stuck blessed doing no, one thing. That's I, not I true. do this and do I Do you know what it means? Bruh. I wish I could tell people. I feel like I need to make a course of like how <laughs> to interview someone. And then people are gonna be like, there's a lot happening. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's not easy, but, but this is you fun. do well. I, I, I'm tr- I'm trying. I'm not perfect. I'm trying. There's still people that I look up to, like Flex. Like I look at Flex's interviews all the time. Flex don't know this, but I be trying to mimic as much of Flex as possible. Oh, he's he's amazing. He's amazing. I mean, he did study what communication journalism. I studied yeah. communication. I'm definitely not as good as this guy. No, you not can't say that about yourself. Speak life into what you want to do i'm good he's better there you go you know what <laughs> there's a reason why he's the face of stuck in the middle there's yeah, a reason no, flex is multi-talented it's okay. crazy flex be intimidating me I'm i've been looking at flex like the man got a book he whoo chow yeah I'm what like, we doing <laughs> oh my goodness this this guy anyway akanji the great yes stuck in the middle i'll put uh, on the t-shirt Kanji the, the Great, you got to, and <laughs> and sell it at our at our event. <laughs> you know what? Oh, that's an idea. I could do some Just things give me my real 10%. quickly. I'll give you a ten percent. <laughs> Yo, I'm your host, Sir Charles, aka Capo. I got a Kanji the Great in the building with me. Shout out to Flex. Shout out to uh, everybody that's a part of Stuck in the Middle and everyone that's made Stuck in the Middle great over the past five years. Like I said, there's a lot more details to come. You all already know the date, June 4th, the first Saturday of June. Make sure you have nothing else to do because there will be nothing else to do but to come to Stuck in the Middle's event. Okay? Details to come out soon. Hey, make sure you check out all things Stuck in the Middle. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe, share, comment. And make sure you follow. Where can the people follow you? I almost forgot. Where can yeah. the people follow you? Um, so I'm Akanji on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I A M A K A N J I. Um, Facebook, same thing. Just search Akanji. YouTube, Akanji TV. Email me at akanjimedia at gmail.com. Um, we can work together. I, I can make a video for your business, or you can be a guest on the talk show, which um will be called. I don't know what the talk show is going to be called yet, but we're working on it. We're going to let the spirit guide us. Like I said, this is Akanji yeah. the Great. You but know, yeah. if you like what she's talked about today, if you're looking to collab with her, whether it be musically, um, via a podcast, any, any form of collaboration, she's open to it. She shared Absolutely. all of her details. Once again, I'm Sir Charles, aka Capco. Cap, uh, Capo. I'm no, telling you. It's Fizzy Bit. Ay, ay, ay.